Right, so did you watch Disney Channel growing up? Not really. I was a Nickelodeon head and Cartoon Network. <sighs> okay, Courage the Cowardly Dog. Thoughts? Yes, love Courage. One of my one of the best cartoons ever conceived, ever. Stupid dog, I'll, you I'll, make me look bad. <laughs> Stupid you, dog. So my favorite, Muriel, you know. my favorite episode, but it gave me nightmares. Return the slime. Yeah. Literal, literal nightmares. I still think, I mean, obviously I still think about it to this day because I fucking brought it up. Right. Yeah, 20 clearly. 20 some years later. Yeah. I actually like, I like the episode with the old creepy dude with the bells. Or like what about that? to appreciate inner beauty with people. What about the one where he's like running through a sewer? I don't know if I remember I, I'm like, I feel like, I don't remember the entire premise of this show, but I just remember Courage being in the sewer. Hmm. So. Bing. Bing. Mine are uh, so no, bad. You can't do it. I'll, I'll get the way. Bing. Bing. Yeah, see, I should just Real not bells. be. Yeah, Real I bells. should be cut off from the side effects. Don't do not do steroids. No, I, I was glad. Jesse was okay. tapping my arm to be like, hey, come on. Come like, on, it's your turn. Just do it. Doing? Just what do are we it. doing? Do the bing bing. And then I was like, no, I want oh, you to. Shit, we don't even have our headphones and we're just raw dogging this. Yeah, well, let's walk and talk, girl. Amazing. So. We're just going to raw dog it. So hopefully it fucking can, sounds good. Can you put them in. Right? I don't know if it'll stop it or not. So we're mm. just going to go for it. And okay. hopefully we don't have to re-record this entire episode after we finish it. it we want to like pause it just in case? No, that's all right. We're all just right. going to do it. We're just going to go for it. In which um, case scenario, we'll, we'll know what we what not to say and stuff. So right, can, right. Yeah. Um. So I'm your host. Oh, bring that back. Yeah, every time. I'm going to bring uh, it but back. But I said host last time. Yeah. I'm your horsey host, Jess. Along with me is horsey host Horden, Hordan, Hordan G. Um, and today's topic is going to be something that's very, very close to my heart. If you follow our Instagram, you know that I was recently injured on the job. Oh yeah, got, um, her blown, got her back blown out, but not in the good way. Literally in the worst way possible. It wasn't even a slut and a layover. You know? Could have been. Could have been. I should have done that instead, honestly. <laughs> That's the best way to get your back blown out, not, like, actually in the hospital. Yeah. Um, however, like, I feel if you are considering being a flight attendant or if you're a passenger or whoever the hell you are and you fly ever in your life, you have to actually, like, think about what the flight attendants do because a lot of people just think that we're these little, like, freaking maids in the sky, but the actual... Um, you know, we actually have to do a lot of hard shit. So we'll be talking about on the job injuries today. Oh yeah, that's the, the, OJIs. Go the golden term OJIs. of uh, flight tennis. Because a lot of people think being a flight tennis is the easiest job on the planet, and it is most of the time. I, I say yeah, when everything goes according to plan, it absolutely is the easiest job on the planet. But things sometimes things don't go according to plan. Um, Sorry, I'm sure, I'm eating um, soup. I'm sure you guys see the incidents and stuff on TV, hear about it uh, through us talking shit. Maybe you have flight attendant friends who've been through something and might not have quite made the news. Um, but injuries happen all the time. Um, Literally all the time. <coughs> literally. Uh, in fact, uh, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics in 2019, uh, what was categorized as 4,980 incidents that led to flight attendant hospitalizations. Yeah, non-fatal. So they didn't non -fatal. die. Non-fatal. Yeah, they didn't die. So but... some people might, there might be more where people died. Like yeah. those are just ones that people didn't die. Which like, yeah. for me, honestly, like 
That's a lot higher of a number than I anticipated. Like, I'm not even going to lie. That's a lot higher. Yeah, I mean, I like, it's, I labeled as, it's labeled as injury or hospitalization, but it's like, it doesn't I feel like that's only like into, reported injury. Yeah, that's People exactly. People get hurt and it, they don't report exactly, it. Exactly, because they don't want to deal with the paperwork. They don't want to deal with the negative attention. Some people don't want to get labeled as a crippled flight attendant and have that stigma. Oh, I got to work with him, but he hurt his back the other day. I don't want to mess with you. I don't feel safe working with him. He's a cripple. Like, people have incentives to hide their physical ailments because, you know, it could potentially override their competence it, yeah, it as your a job. flight attendant. You it know? affects your job yeah. because you have, like, I mean, similar to sitting in the x-ray, you have to be able-bodied. Yeah. Which, like, what does that mean, you know? And the flight attendants are supposed to be the exemplars of able-bodied passengers. Literally, I'm like the least able-bodied person, but it's fine. Everything's fine. I don't, I don't fine. believe you. You're very capable. I'm very capable. I wouldn't like you if you were incapable. I don't. I don't. Okay, Jordan apparently is disability phobic. <laughs> oh, as a flight attendant, I mean, Whoa. I'd like you as a person, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't like you as a professional flight attendant if, like, I thought that well, you're I not d- an able-bodied I'm person. I'm just very you're... clumsy, but also like. I have a super high pain tolerance because I get hurt so much. Mm. You know, like I dig I just, it. Yeah, like, I, do... I, I deal with physical trauma like a thug too. I mentioned before I got shot. Um, pew pew, yeah. Pew pew, gang gang. So I can. Bear... I literally, literally, I was on the phone now today in the car, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh my god, my leg is bleeding." My mom's like, "Can you not do that?" And I was, she was like, "What happened?" I was like, "I don't know. I probably scratched myself. I have no fucking clue. My leg was just casually bleeding. It well, happens." Yeah. You know? I still give you street credit for things like that, but so I don't know. I care pepper spray. If I ever blow, if I ever blow up as a rapper, my my, my rap name is going to be LOL Cool J. Perfect. I'm here. For, <laughs> I'm here for it. But, oh my god! Because your name is Jordan. Yeah. You see what oh, I did there? Oh, it uh, felt funny. Mm. Okay. I'm glad but you you're pick, probably, yeah, picking picking up me, what I'm putting down here. It took Good. me a second to pick it up, but you know <laughs> I have an injured back right now, so you gotta give me a little bit of time. Yeah. So you might be wondering, how does a person get injured at all in flight? Y'all. And it can happen all kinds of ways. And we're not talking about mental injuries, we're talking about actual hospitalization, physical injuries. And you might not be hospitalized for very long, but it's just anything that requires a visit to the hospital. You will be mentally injured on every flight. Yes. In some, in some caliber, if, you will be. <laughs> if you're paying attention. Caliber. <laughs> Says them on the top of the notes. Caliber, um, you're going to be mentally fucked every single flight. Mm-hmm. If you're paying attention, yes. Because yeah. some people just tune out. They I disassociate often too, yeah. but I still, like, it's a good I disassociate mechanism. because I am mentally fucked. Yeah, well. Physical yeah, injuries, yeah. however, turbulence. Turbulence is number one. Assault, of course, happens between you or another person. Or Especially now. Flight attendant. You know, it has going on like crazy during COVID with all the mask right. shit going on. But I mean, I feel like, I feel like since mm-hmm. now that COVID's like officially not declared a pandemic anymore, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a thing. It's not an issue to me. Was, I think as soon as we stopped with the masks last year, I feel like it did go it down. It died down like, a lot. I feel like people are just insane now. Cause like yeah. people are, still have stimulus money checks and before people like people who have no house training can now afford to travel. Oh, uh, yeah, that's no bueno. But uh, so, aside from getting assaulted from those with no house training, there's also the potential exposure to chemicals and fumes from the aircraft itself, or it could be um, who knows, just loose chemicals from mixage, or mixing, or spillage, or something on board. Well, like, you uh, think about all the fucking like 
blue is that are in your car. Mm -hmm. So much. Yeah, in, like, exactly. A plane. And, yeah, and, and the plane Ooh. is a giant fucking car, you know, so... Uh, but with this, more chemicals. Yeah, with way more, you know. And, and there's chemicals inside the plane. Yep. And you're getting recycled air. And, like, it's just, there's so many... And you have to deal with, like, fueling and, yeah, like... There's only so much maintenance that you can really be right. on top of. So incidents do occur where there's uh, chemical leaks or fumes leakage. And, you know, people have been hospitalized, passengers, flight attendants. Uh, there's also to do with takeoff and landing complications, not including crashes. But when you're, assume, you know... Really bumpy landings or aborted takeoffs where you have to veer off the runway for some reason or another. Or slam on your... Yeah, like... Or, like, you touch down and you immediately take back off again because yeah. you it's not safe to land fully. Yeah. And so I, I know we mentioned COVID, but sickness during the coronavirus tie, while that was labeled a, a corona... was later National a pandemic. Pandemic, yeah. yeah. While that was underway, uh, that did count as an on-the-job injury if, you know... You know, we're not doctors, but we have common sense. You know who's sick on the plane. You know when people are sniffling and coughing nonstop and, you know, they're wiping their mouth. and they're wiping. look nasty. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it's like, it's obvious they're fucking sick and they've gated and let them on the plane. And we, because we're not doctors and we can't medically diagnose what's happening, we can't just kick someone off because we think they're sick uh, because that's considered medical discrimination uh, from someone who's not a specialist, and so that was a whole shit show. If you end up getting uh, sick during Corona time, you, that would, did count as an on-the-job injury as well. Um, and also, just during your layovers, uh, you can slip and fall on the dance floor and get messed up. You're still technically on duty. Oh my god! That does count as an on-the-job injury. It's really funny that you say that because I just that? like it completely. Were, were you twerking the other day? No, I look down at my leg and I see all the scars on my fucking leg from when I got injured in a layover. And, oh like, God. I probably shouldn't have flown the next day, but I did. And then I had to call it sick because I ended, up, I ended up fracturing my leg in two places. Jeez. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah, a Puerto yeah. Rico, right? Yeah. Yeah, oh my God. It was just, she was showing me pictures of this and I was about to cry. And I'm like, and she's laughing on the phone like it's nothing. I'm like, dude. This is fucking terrifying, Jesse. Please go to a hospital. No, I'm good. I'm gonna just put some ice on it. You literally got slashed with a sword, girl. I have I have scar like my ankle was probably swollen for like three months. Like it mm. was it was really bad. I broke or I fractured the bone like right above my ankle and right below my mm. knee. Whew, sorry, Dr. Pepper, you know, just really gets you. <laughs> and I have scars all over my leg, my knee, my ankle from that. I had literally road rash on my, on my tits, Ooh. my little titties. It was terrible. Terrible, terrible. But, you know, here we are. We, we lived. We lived to tell the tale. No. But because I didn't report it right away and I operated the flight, like, it was just... Now, it was so, honestly, now it's like too late. Now it's too late to report because it was negligence on my own behalf. Yeah, honestly. yeah, and it, it's one of the things that if you don't report an injury immediately, if it's you a lot harder. If you tr yeah, it's a lot harder to prove that you've actually injured. At work. Yeah, at work. Because they're going to claim that you got injured somewhere else and then act as if uh, you're just coming to work to blame it on them. Because uh, they're also going to hit you with a very common sense question. Why didn't you report it? And, and you're going to sound stupid if you go, I didn't want to deal with the paperwork or I didn't want to deal with the company. I didn't want to let down my crew. Yeah, I didn't want to let my passengers down. You know, that might be where your heart is. And like, I got stuck in fucking Cincinnati, out of all mm -hmm. the places. 
Yeah. Out of all the places to get stuck, out of all the places we travel. At least you had Skyline Chili. That's, that's I it. didn't. I don't even eat chili. I don't eat hot dogs. Uh, I no. How do you? I had a steak. How did you heal? Oh, that's that's a I had good. A steak and a Caesar salad. It was delicious. Yeah, it's a good plus. Yeah, it got me fucked up because I eat mostly vegan, but the the it it did have a bit of a healing factor because I also had pain meds and wine. So. I had red wine and some steak. Oh, girl, there's well, nothing some red wine and steak will not how, fix. You know how to medicate, baby girl. Listen, listen, I'll listen. Give it to you. So, uh, <sighs> injuries. Uh, I think, I want to say, turbulence is the biggest cause of injury among flight attendants. We should, pro- we should probably have done some research for this. But nah. I'm talking purely on my own anecdotal observation of... Well, because it can flight. happen really whenever. Like yeah. it could be literally fine. There, there was a time in skies, yeah. like, and then all of a sudden you drop. Yeah. There was a time a in our airline in 2018 where fume events were happening like every other week. Like, I think they were I happening. remember that. They were happening all the time for some reason, and I was involved with one. I'll be honest; I personally didn't smell anything in particular, but the mechanic smelled it, the pilot smelled it, a few of the other flight attendants smelled it. So, we, you know, we didn't let anybody onto the aircraft, and this was in Harrisburg. Ugh. And so they canceled the flight. They taxied us back um, back to Philly and stuff like that. So complications. Perfect. So it's not safe for the for the passengers, but it's safe enough for the flight attendants No, it wasn't. A, no, they taxied us, like, in a taxi, not oh, in a plane. Uh, no, not I was plane. like, that's, that's great. No, they sent us in, they sent us in some literal SUV, like an, a literal there, car yeah. to drive all the way back to Philly. Um, and it can't, I don't know what happened with the fate of all the rest of them, but, uh, that's what happened with that. So I wasn't injured, but I, I do have a, a good friend of mine does still to this day have lung complications for the rest of her life because she was in a fume event. And I know people have like migraines yeah. and stuff like that that they develop. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, um, send the love to all of those people. Um, it sucks. Like how much, how much you have to fight the company sometimes just to prove you're injured and that you were injured at work and right. how much liability there is because, you know, again, they, they make you work the flights. Right. Well, and that's, and that's the thing. So it's yeah. like, it doesn't matter. Like, I mean, it depends on the extensity of the injury, fume event, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But like, regardless, you still have to operate the flight. So you could like not be feeling good. Like you could be feeling terrible. You could have a broken bone in your leg. Mm-hmm. You could be lightheaded, like whatever the situation is, like you're still expected to put the passengers before yourself. And that can be very difficult. Like, because yeah, you also have to be real. You have to be real with yourself. If you're injured, you're not at your, at your peak performance. Right. You know, you can't protect people the way you want to protect people. If you're, if you have a physical ailment you're, you're wrestling with, you know, and it's, it's just plain unintelligent to work when you're physically injured. It's not, it's not good. My, my cousin is a personal injury lawyer mm. and just the horror stories and stuff I hear, especially wrestling with insurance companies and stuff like that when they're trying to prove liabilities and stuff. It's just a huge shit show well, and I at, any, like, at any job, like flight attendants aside, if you're injured, you should not be working. Well, and I know you have your reasons, but you shouldn't be doing it. Well, and that's my thing too is like, so when I had my injury, like, Selfishly, I was like, I just want to go home. Would you be okay to get into it? When yeah, I share that, share yeah. That with the crew? I, like, I honestly, so this is a really, very recent injury. Yeah, uh, like Jesse's been through. It's been, this, it canceled, I think, a week maybe. This is what canceled our previous episode last week. Two weeks ago. Was it two weeks ago? No, no, no. Well, it'll, it'll be two it, weeks it, ago it, when it will, this one comes out. Yeah, well, well, whatever. Well, this week is the one that got skipped. Because remember, we filmed ahead. We recorded ahead. 
Right. Yeah. Right. But so whatever. Well, one, well, one week behind. Two weeks. Yeah. Whatever. Well, yeah. Whatever. When yeah. you when you hear this, it will have been two weeks. Yeah. Right. So essentially, what happened? Um, we had a hard landing, aborted the landing. So essentially, that means you just take right back off again. Like literally, touch on the runway and you take back off. And whenever you're on the plane, if you are like. Um, sensitive to turbulence and stuff like that you get motion sickness don't sit in the back you feel yeah. you feel it's everything. always bumpier in the back of the plane you feel a lot more in the back of the plane so i was all the way in the back and um essentially when we touched down it was a very hard touchdown which like jolted me forward and then we immediately took off again which jolted me backwards so i ended up having whiplash and then exacerbated um pain in my lower back which was like swollen and inflamed and all the stuff so, um, when we landed, we were going, I was going back and forth with my crew and the pilots and stuff. I was sobbing and I have a very high pain tolerance. Um, if she I, does. Right. Uh, like if I do girl, say so myself. This girl will be bleeding out of her eyeballs and still be like, <laughs> no, it's just a tiny headache. So, you know, I've seen her suppress absurd amounts of pain, uh, Physical, numerous physical times. Pain. Numerous times. Yeah, physical pain. Yeah. And not the emotional emotional stuff. pain. She's a cry I'm baby. I'm a cancer. Yeah, she's, she's a cry baby. baby. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and me too. Me too. Like, you yeah. know, when it comes to physical stuff, I'm gangster shit. And, you know, real life emotional stuff. Catch me after a breakup and I'm devastated for fucking <laughs> yeah, no, for real. 10 months, you know. Uh, so, <laughs> essentially, I was like, I just want to go home. Like, and my trip prior wasn't the best either. And, like, I had to operate a flight that I probably shouldn't have operated, but essentially, like, like I said, you, regardless of your, how you're feeling and, like, what you're going through, you have an obligation to the passenger and to the company. Like, it's shitty as that sounds, mm-hmm. like you do. So, I was like, I just want to go home, like, I don't want to have to, like, potentially disappoint another group of passengers, mm-hmm. yada, yada, whatever, but, like, the other people that I was flying with, luckily, they were people that I know very well. And they were like, yeah, no, like, I have never seen you like this before. Like, you got to go get checked out. And, like, thankfully that I did mm-hmm. because... And that's a good crew, fucking brilliant crew of people. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Shout you. Uh, I won't give names because I, I don't know that they would want oh, their okay. names given. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they're but awesome. You know, you, know, you, you know who you are. And I know who you are now. And you're amazing. Right. And, I, and I love you very much. And thank you for taking care of Jesse, guys. So... Essentially, like, went to the hospital, did all the exams and stuff like that, and, like, received a diagnosis. Like, and still, oh, so, so that so, was... I'm so sorry to interrupt you. So I want to pepper something. Remember, if you're injured on the job, especially in the airline industry, do not ever pull your own personal insurance card out. You're on duty. The company is the one supposed yes. to check you into the hotel. They're supposed to get your transportation to and from... Hotel, I'm sorry, not a hotel, hospital. hospital. They're the ones who are supposed to pay and get you from the hospital back to the hotel, to the airplane. To get you back home. To like get you everywhere. Stuff. You're on duty. Do, don't just improvise just because it's faster and because you know you have what it takes to do it even quicker than they can. Right. But you will get reimbursed way slower. Right. Than ever. You know, so it's, I, it's worth the wait. It's worth the wait. Always make sure they're using their insurance card and they're, they're paying the tabs for everything because you're on duty. And I like, fortunately, I have a great relationship with like my in-flight leadership team and stuff like that. Shout mm. out to them as well. They also know who they are if they listen. I, I genuinely don't even know. Mm. Um, but 
they were great. They helped me through the entire thing. And like I said, like, I had just been, like, between my last trip and this trip, it had been, like, a week. And they were like, dude, what the fuck? Like, you just really, you're just, you're going through it. You just, like, you can't catch a break. Whatever. So, um, but given all of that, like, that happened when we're recording this. That happened about a week ago. I'm still in tremendous amounts of pain. Like, it is what it is. Yeah, I mean, she's hiding it very much now. Yeah. She got those nice, good uh, muscle relaxers. Got some muscle relaxers. Operating right now. Yeah, I have muscle relaxers. I have, like, a a patch for my injured areas Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Also, like, besides my last trip that I work, I've, like, very much just been resting. So, um, yeah. And even, like, my other crew members, like somebody didn't feel the effects of it immediately and like had to go Mm -hmm. to the hospital the second day I've talked to her and she's had more difficulties than I did because Uh, she waited to go to the hospital. I was 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 also going to mention my, uh, my cousin who's the personal injury attorney. uh, He's mentioned to me like people being small car accidents where the other car was devastated and they were just, uh, just minorly. Literally me when I had brain surgery. Yeah, and there's like, oh man, oh, oh, you know what? I'm okay, I'm okay. I'm just going to go home because home is such a comfy place to yeah. just go and rest. But then the next day, massive inflammation and bruising because, you know, the, the body has a delayed response to, to healing trauma. Right, because you have the adrenaline. Yeah, the your adrenaline. adrenaline you don't, yeah, you don't know you're in pain. You're, you're, you're in survival mode. Even if you're in an accident like that and you don't think you're hurt severely, go it's to the worth it. It's worth it to go get checked out. Yeah. Worst case scenario, you have to pay your freaking copay mm-hmm. and you're fine. But for me, like I said, my first, I've been in three car accidents now. Mm-hmm. None of them were my fault. I just want to make that known. Uh-huh. Um, That's what they all say. I've been rear-ended multiple times and stuff like that. My first accident literally... TMI, girl. <laughs> literally. <laughs> yeah. Got my back blown up and rear-ended. Up, hospitalized you know. in the rear. Um, but my first <laughs> accident, I drove myself home from. And like, yeah, and that's... I had, I had no damage to my car besides like freaking paint scraped on the bottom half. And I ended up having brain surgery from it. So it's like, you yeah. just, you really, you never know. Like yeah. you just really like, it's, it's worth it. Like I said, if you feel like you could, you were potentially put in an area of like danger, like where you're, cause you just, you don't even know the long-term effects, you know? Yeah. Because it's like, you might feel fine now, but how are you going to feel in a year from now? Yeah, like, exactly. are you still going to have symptoms related? Because like, at that point, you're on your own, sis. Exactly. So, and the, the same applies to if you're involved in a chemical leakage or a fume event. Even if you feel fine afterwards, go to the hospital and get checked out. Go talk to a primary care physician. Get your lungs checked just in case, even if you don't have a, if you, if you don't have a cough. Same way with an assault. Even if the person assaults you and you whoop their fucking ass. Go to the hospital. Right. You, if you're not a trained fighter, like I, I used to box for six years, uh, hitting the bag every day. The yeah, but in the streets, so not like. I said the screets, not the What streets. is the screets? That's just. It's you're too old to understand. Oh my god, these fucking young bulls. Anyways, uh, even like in the boxing community, you know, you're wrapping your hands up every time before you're punching the bag. You're not just raw knuckling it. That yeah. fucks your hands up. Your hands bruise. Your hands swell just like any other muscle. And if you're not used to training your hands like that for combat and then you're in a street fight, 
or a plane fight or et cetera fight. Or a street fight. Yeah, or a street fight. <laughs> and even if this person doesn't hit you, they're li- like you're, you're liable for injuries that you sustain from injuring them. You know what I mean? Because like, you're defending yourself. You're the flight attendant and you, you beat their ass. They still got to uh, take care of you because you hurt your hands defending yourself. Right. So even something as subtle as that, you should still hit hit up a hospital like immediately. But I know you that know. you have like it's not necessarily like OJI OJI, but you have like experience dealing with like workers comp and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I so my incident that I had to deal with OJI was actually during the coronavirus pandemic. This is December 2020, and I got the kind of coronavirus that that you die from. Uh I was like one step away from a defibrillator. I was on what was called a BiPAP machine. Uh, it's like a ma- like a, a big giant Bane mask, like from Batman. Mm-hmm. And the slightest inhale you take, it shoots you full of oxygen. Perfect. Like just, just because your your nose is clogged and your lungs are clogged and your body's just incapable of inhaling like a normal human, and so it shoots oxygen in you. The downside, though. Uh, they cannot feed you because if air gets into your stomach, it makes you gag. And if you start gagging while you already can't breathe, you, you, dude, you're fucking dead. You know? Wait, can I just talk about how, like, a lot of the terms in this episode are, like, kind of sexy. The gag? The you, gagging. You, like, you like gagging? The back blown out. Okay. Yeah. The, what did I say? You said raw knuckling. Damn, you want the knuckle too? Damn, girl. You're Damn, a, you're, you're I know. I'm like, free. the words are kind of sexy. Out here in the okay, She's out here in these screets. Y'all. I am in the screets. Damn. All right, well, uh, I am for the screets. So. so, I was hospitalized for 10 days. Woo! 10 days of hell. I've been shot before. I'd rather get shot five more times than have to go to a hospital for 10 days ever again. It was fucking terrible. How long were you in the oh, hospital when you get shot? Only, t- only like three days. Oh, yeah. I was in the hospital for less time during my fucking brain surgery than you were yeah. for getting shot. Yeah, you know. Maybe it makes sense. <sighs> I, don't, I don't know how hospitals work, but I don't but, but I want to say that I was in the Temple Hospital in Philadelphia. It was fantastic. They took great care of me. The people were wonderful. But it was... You didn't die? I didn't die. That's a huge plus. But uh, the my problem came with the company and wrestling with the company and, you know, proving, you know proving that I got coronavirus from an airplane and it was a whole shit show because, you know, that's during the pandemic and they're going to they're gonna pawn it on anything else. Since it's a sickness and you could technically have gotten it from anywhere. Uh, but again, you know, we're the essential workers. You guys remember those? Where everyone else got to stay home and kick it and uh, just get their checks. And while... we didn't even get a fucking pizza party. Yeah, we the barely, nurses at least got a pizza yeah, party. We exactly. didn't get shit. Exactly, we got we got harassed and assaulted. Yeah, we got assaulted for put, telling people to put their masks on, you know. So mask um, off, fucking mask <clears> off. So it was one thing that was a shit show was healing up because so after I finally left the hospital, I set up an appointment with my uh, primary care physician, and. Uh, he told me that he doesn't want me flying or anything like that for 30 days beginning from that date, okay? So I forwarded all that paperwork and information to my job, and they were requesting, okay, well, uh, we're going to need you to see one of our doctors to confirm this. I'm like, okay, sure. So they set up an appointment the following week, so I have like a whole extra week or whatever. I go there, go to their doctors, and their, their doctors... <laughs> 
it's such a low bar of a medical assessment. They're like, well, it's, okay. it's, isn't it like an urgent care? Yeah, it just sounds yeah. like an urgent care. It's like, it's like, okay, so raise both of your hands up. Okay. Perfect. You Good. can do that, you're fine. Good. You can do, can you do one jumping jack? Okay. All right. Can you do one squat for me? Okay, all right, we think you're good to go. You're ready to work. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, I was just in the hospital for Yeah, like I was in the hospital for 10 days. I'm still physically weak like shit. You know, like, they didn't make me lift anything up at all. Um, Which, again, like, even though we're just, like, serving Cokes and shit like that, like, yeah. we have to, like, pick up, like, ice yeah. and, like, break that shit yeah, up. And, like, the service cards are we have to be shit. We have to carry our own luggage around. Close we have the main to, cabin door. We have to be capable of shutting and opening the main cabin door. <laughs> God bless you. Well, we have to be capable of shutting and opening the main cabin door. Which is heavy as shit with yeah, the slide pack. Exactly. Right? They did nothing to test my, my uh, Actual the, the stress on my lungs, my physicality, yeah. or nothing. It was like, okay, you're good to go. So it led to a giant dispute, which thank God, thank God for the union. Uh, I was able to win, and they paid me for all those days that I missed because the company is trying to supersede my primary care physician and saying, no, you're good to come to work. It's like, no, I'm not going to deviate from what my doctor told me to do because you're... My doctor fucking knows because, me all my medical history. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like they know. But, but your doctors say I can do a jumping jack, so I'm ready. Like, no, I'm good. Like, I'm not going to listen to that. So it, it did take a lot of uh, drama and, unfortunately, threats of termination. I was scared uh, wrestling with the company. Um, Suck. It was just a prelude to what was going to happen. Right. dun 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 <laughs> Still waiting for that episode. Don't worry, yeah. I'll, guys. I no will. Content. I will let you know when I can say the whole tea of all my stuff. But anyways, uh, the COVID stuff. So wrestling with bureaucracy. Ooh. I don't know what it's like. Do you know people have been injured in other airlines exactly? Do you know what the process is like? Is it? I genuinely don't, but I know somebody. One of our followers on on our Instagram page sent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the like most recent like news made injury was about the slide pack that inflated inside the cabin yeah, during the, the, the flight. During the flight, yeah. Wow. That's, like, that's a huge malfunction. That shouldn't fucking happen. Um, Massive malfunction. That really should not happen, no. but it did, and obviously the flight attendants in the galley got injured. That was a D- Delta Airlines or United? Yeah, I think Delta? it was Delta. Yeah. Um, so obviously that's a huge red flag. Like That's a huge issue. Um, anyone injured during that flight like you have a case of workman's comp and on the job injury and also literally like people are just gonna hire their own private lawyers yeah absolutely just gonna sue the airline for endangering everyone's lives you know yeah so i mean like even like a airline as prestigious as delta shit happens Mm -hmm. like it's even though it's the safest method of travel Mm -hmm. like you can never just be a thousand percent safe exactly if you want to be safe uh die yeah, just just die. Save, well, save actually, because I don't know, do you heard about that guy from fucking Harvard or whatever who was like selling the body parts from the morgue that were donated? No, what? Literally, what? I think selling I want. I think it was. I think it was Harvard. Like recently, again, TikTok, amazing, love you. Um, <laughs> there was this guy. He was like the director of the morgue. And I think it was. I, I'm like ninety nine percent sure it was at Harvard. It was like an Ivy League school. And, like, once people die, their family can donate their body to medical, like, students and stuff like that to mm. do examinations on. So they had an entire morgue there. And the guy who was, like, the director of it was selling people's body parts and stuff like that for, for profit because they were donated. Oh. Hmm. So, I mean, I guess you're not even safe when you die. We, I'm upset we didn't list that in the side hustles episode. Selling, selling dead people's body parts. Body parts. You, know, you listen, just have to become a director of a morgue and you're listen, good, babe. It pays. You know, you got that. 
Well, yeah, this like one of the like <laughs> obviously like a bunch of people got arrested in like connection. Yeah, with it. obviously. Yeah, like no, one of the people who so he was defiling of a human body. Right. And, uh, yeah. Well, and like people are like, oh my god, were my family members affected? Yada yada, mm, whatever. Yeah. But the one guy was like, oh yeah, I want like he bought like one of the guys that got arrested lives in Pennsylvania. He mm. bought skin that like he was gonna turn into leather because I guess leather can be used for. I don't even fucking remember. Human leather? That's disgusting. Isn't that fucking gross? So yeah. you're not even safe when you're dead. So yeah. essentially... Um, I mean, at least people are using your body. The world sucks and just I don't, don't have kids. I'm be honest. And... I mean this in a very Native American-esque way. I hope every part of my body goes to use when I'm done with this planet. Fucking... Oh my God. I, I mean, maybe saw... not in a commodified way, like wearing becoming some douchebag's leather jacket, but... But if nothing I'll else is an option, if nothing else is an option, you know, I'll settle for that. But There's also like sea deaths where like they drill holes in your coffin and literally push you off of a boat in the middle of the ocean. It's got to be like at least 800 feet deep and shit like that. I Weird shit comes up in my For You page on TikTok. Hmm. I'm like, I don't know how I get here, but that's like, know. it's like a lawful way to like dispose of a body once it's dead. Like put it hmm. in a coffin, drill holes in it so it doesn't like float up when the body starts doing what dead bodies do right and crazy so you're you're safe nowhere so you can get launched into the sun i want to get i want to get buried on the moon you just fucking donate my body to science because it's it's too cold you're not going to decompose out in outer space and so it's just it's uh yeah you just get to be the you just get to be the the cold ass corpse on the moon that'd be gangsta but okay, all right. We can dro- hang out with the Mars rover. We're, we're droning real quick. We did one, two. Ha <laughs> droning. Uh, is that a sex term? Droning? Space, space, Drone space me, girl. Talk. Oh, oh, I thought you, you were talking were... about fucking going to Mars. Yeah, but I thought you're saying it like that was a big inside joke that we had established. <laughs> no, okay. I was laughing because <laughs> so... you were just talking about outer space and yeah. you said droning. Okay, well, we're meandering. We Anywho, are off topic. Uh, I did just want to highlight uh, very weird loopholes when it comes to injuries oh, in the I airlines. I thought we were done with the episode. That's no, why I was just talking no, no. I, I got that impression. I was like, yeah. I did want to. I did want to highlight uh, flight attendants are not trying to be stingy weakling bitches. They're not, not trying to be sky Nazis about your luggage. Sometimes they are. If we get injured on the job while lifting your luggage, we are not covered. That is not considered an on-the-job injury. The the companies train you to quote unquote assist people for them you know lifting their own bag. You're not necessarily required. You're not necessarily even responsible for lifting their bags. That's considered more of a ramper's job. But you want to know it's absolutely wild and crazy. If you get injured on a layover, it is considered on the job. Injury. Yeah, exactly. So it's a weird. Sense. It's a weird loophole. It's you know you think you're doing an, a passenger an absolute favor and. And it doesn't count, but then you're just getting drunk on the dance floor, getting fucked up. It's on on the job injury, you know. What's what's the uh, thing that people you pack it, you sack it, you stack it, something like that? I don't know. As, as somebody said something. I don't to know. I was always. It. But like I, essentially saying like if me you can and fucking my, carry your bag, you can put it in the overhead yeah, bin. Me and my fragile male ego, I was always helping people with their bags all the time. But Couldn't be but me. yeah, you know, I'm I know, like, but I'm that but that's me. not every flight attendant. That's that's me doing that out of the kindness of my own heart. Uh, that's not a reflect. That does. That doesn't make other flight attendants lazy. I'm that's, a that's me now. going above and beyond. That that's not. That's not other flight attendants falling below the quota. Now I'm just like a a weak little girl with a fragile mm. back, so and, I and, definitely will not be lifting bags. And the other loophole is about to make us look even weaker. When it comes to assisting special needs passengers, especially uh, wheelchair bound passengers, uh, 
most airports have a contracted company. I know in Philadelphia, it's Prospect. In Orlando, it's Bags. Yeah, like there's a company that hires people to do the wheelchairs. to do all the wheelchairs. They're the ones who are who are responsible for lifting. They have the liability insurance yeah. for it. Like so, it's it's a, it's, it's a lot more in depth than exactly. So because if we we try lifting up a passenger and assisting them somehow physically. On the ground. On the in ground. In the air, you can. Yeah. In, uh, yeah, in the air, we're yeah. the responsibility. But on but the ground. On the ground. Uh, that's a good, thank you for that distinction. Yeah. yeah uh, so, in the air, because I, like. Yeah. And we have, first, like, the fold-out wheelchair on board for people. Was, I used yeah. it for the first time, like, a week and a half ago. I've used it, like, four times. I've yeah. only used it once ever. Mm-hmm. But, anyways. Yeah. On the but, ground. Uh, on, the, on the ground. <clears throat> if I'm trying to assist a passenger, maybe a passenger's missing a leg or something, and I have to, like, lift them up to place them on the aisle chair... I'm not supposed to do that because if I get injured or if they get injured, it's my fault. In the eyes of the company, in the eyes of the flight operations and everyone else in the big bureaucratic towers deciding who's good and who's bad. Uh, Which honestly... There's no sympathy sympathy for you if you get injured helping somebody when it's quote-unquote not your job to help them. Well, also too, it's like kind of shitty because like there are other people like... Because sometimes they just take forever. Like if you're getting on a super late night flight whatever, it's like the busiest time of the day, they're not going to be like super readily available to help you. Yeah, they take... So, oh my like God. sometimes they take fucking forever <clears throat> depending mm-hmm. on the contract of carriage, which again is going to vary for like every airline. Like sometimes the gate agents are able to help, but like 99.999% of the time, they're just not going to fucking help. Exactly. And again, in a whole nother little loophole, like when you're flying to... Any place where it's all sexy and tropical and people go there to retire, so you're thinking like Costa Rica, West Palm Beach, or Puerto Rico, places like that. Um, all the fucking wheelchairs. There, not only are there like 10, 15 wheelchairs listed on board, there's always like 15 passengers afterwards, after you land. They're not on the list, but all of a sudden they need a wheelchair. What are you oh. going to tell someone? Oh, no, get up and walk, bitch. You're not on the line. Like you We walked, have to work. You we walked have, before. What the yeah, fuck are you exactly. Now? You know, so... But but all we can do is take their complaint in good faith, and we have to request an additional wheelchair. And so that's why these these um, contracted companies are usually stretched thin. Uh, again, whether you're in Philly or whether you're near these sexy tropical places, wheelchair passengers suddenly appear randomly, and you know sometimes it just falls skip on the them. Lines. Yeah, and it, and it, exactly sometimes it skip the lines. But again, that's that's above us to really investigate. All we can do is oblige their requests, and again. To a degree, we have to call them to pick them up with their wheelchairs because we can't just grab them. And and the flight attendants themselves don't have a way to call them. Like, it's the gate yeah. agents who have to call them. Exactly. We don't have a radio to the operations desk or anything. So, it's pretty fucked. Mm. But well, we can't do it, so it is what it is. It is so what just it have, is. So, if you require additional assistance... And you're traveling or you're traveling with someone who needs additional assistance, just be patient and also tip your little wheelchair people. I think yeah, they would the appreciate service, that little. The, yeah, the service it's a people, service, yeah. The service people who are assisting you with the wheelchairs around the airport, yes, please tip they them. They walk miles a day. Yeah, pushing exactly. You. It's like just like they should pay us for boarding you, they should pay those people more. It's a thankless job. Right. It's a lot of work. and Usually it's minimum wage. Yeah, it's usually minimum yeah. wage and... You know, there's, I want to say there's usually not a benefits package associated with that. Right. So, uh, a little goes a long way, everybody. 
Uh, I think that's going to be it for yeah. the on-the-job injury thing. Jesse, we hope you feel better. We're so glad you're still among us. We're glad, we're glad you're still... Sometimes it'd be easier if I wasn't, but you know? that's right. <laughs> Maybe not for I us. I live, I live. It might be easier for you, but it wouldn't be easier it for us. It feels selfish that you guys need me here, but all right. You know... I'll, I'll, I'll fucking fill the shoes, I guess. Yeah, you got that. Um, as always, be kind <laughs> to one another. Pay us for boarding. If you want to get in contact with us for any mm-hmm. reason, I don't even have a shameless plug here. No, no, I, I do. Um, I'll, okay, I'll have perfect. one. If you've been injured during a flight and you feel as though... Call maybe, William Attar. Yeah. <laughs> call, 444. Call J.G. Wentworth. Thanks yeah. No. Call no. John and John, John Morgan. And John, John, John Morgan, yeah. <laughs> uh, those are Philly jokes, people, if you guys uh. aren't listening from Philly. But um, if you've been injured in flight... And you feel like you have a very unique take on what it's like either wrestling with the bureaucrats of your company or, or you just, just share your story. Yeah, you just want to share your story or if you know if you wanna if you, if you wanna add more sauce to maybe something we might not have if you have uh, questions about how or, we dealt with our stuff, because yeah. it's going to be different for or everyone. Or if you feel like maybe we glazed over very important stuff and you would like to go deeper in depth, please reach out to us, uh, message us, like, share, follow the podcast on on Instagram, on it's Instagram. Uh, it is jumpseat confessions underscore pod. No, no, what is it? Jumpseat underscore confessions pod. Can okay. you tell who runs the social media? It's not Jordan. He doesn't even know the freaking Instagram tag. It's okay, I bring the personality to this. Oh my god, yeah, you're right. It has zero personality. You're so right. <laughs> I could just go die, and you can carry the weight of the podcast on your fucking back. You said you're it. You're broken back. You said it. All right, Listen. everybody, take care. Fly safe. We love you. Well, Jordan loves you.